Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the 3 on 3 pod, where three hosts give you three unique perspectives on three of the hottest topics in the basketball world. And this is a special day because Tariq is in the house. What's good, girl? What's up, baby? Hey, what up, though? What's going on, y'all? Nothing much. Just living bright, trying to be <laughs> like you. And then, hold up, we got Didi. <laughs> Didi in here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my people? It's a party. It's a party because literally we have never had this happen before on the show where we have all three of the main ingredients for this podcast. I just want to say, and it's so fitting, right? Because it's a Thanksgiving holiday weekend or week coming up that we finally have each other to look at. Not one, not two, but all three of us. So I'm emotional. Are we we bringing out the singing? We bringing out the singing at 8 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Uh, 21 at 9 a.m. right here. 12 21. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I'm always down to sing. Always down to sing. (laughs) I just want to say, though, like, your, all of y'all energies is, is just so infectious and really inspiring so that. I can't say enough about how excited I am to get this episode kicked off because we're going to have a whole lot of fun. And then I feel like, and, and one of those topics is going to get, get a little spicy. As it get a little spicy. As it yep. That's what Come we're here now. for. That's what yeah. we're here for. Might be a little we happy. all black. Spice ain't hurting us. We, we, bring, we want the spice. Mm-hmm. Might be a little red hot. Might be a little red hot. Yeah, red hot. A little, little Tabasco. A little Cholula. Yep. You know, <laughs> oh man, Ado, going back to the Thanksgiving theme though, like Didi, how are you handling the holidays in Australia? Because I know that's got to be a huge, huge adjustment for you. Honestly, is it though, you guys? Because in college, you know, you, and we ain't never celebrated Thanksgiving. Like we didn't really get to go home. We were always on like a trip. Like my freshman yeah, yeah. year was Bahamas. 
sophomore year it was vegas junior year i can't remember but like we're always somewhere so i'm always i've been used to missing thanksgivings now the difference this year is i'll be missing christmas that's gonna change it up a little bit but i'm used to missing thanksgivings which is super unfortunate but this year like there we're doing like a huge friendsgiving thing like it's not really huge out here but i'm forcing my team like okay bring your food potluck we're gonna do it because i need to feel like home <laughs> i that makes a lot of sense. And I think you just made me feel like I played the wrong sport in college because I played a spring <laughs> sport. So in my mind, I'm like, how come I wasn't in Vegas and Bahamas and stuff? Like, I Bruh. really played the wrong sport, okay? Like, Bruh. no good holidays were we missing playing softball. It was just, we oh, missed no holidays. Yes, but we ain't missed no good <laughs> holidays. Like, <laughs> when I miss Easter, God know my heart. Like, what we do? <laughs> i'm sorry y'all it's like my first year my first thanksgiving missing my first thanksgiving missing i literally sat in the bahamas and i remember getting these watery i'm so sorry i'm so grateful for my food bimini because that's where i was staying but i got these watery mac and cheese and i just sat there and i burst out in tears and my coach was like Kim was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm not hot. Like, I was so upset, but I learned. It was, it was so bad. I, was, I said, this is not hey, Thanksgiving food. That's hilarious. Hmm. That is hilarious. That's priceless right there. Listen. It made me who I am, y'all. Now I can miss Thanksgiving and I'm okay. I can see little pictures of people and they little cookout knees and the plates on their knees. I can see it and not get in my feelings. I used to be wishing, I wish it tastes disgusting. I hope that makes your stomach. <laughs> I hope you have food poisoning. I hope you text me. I hope you get sick tomorrow. Now I'm okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Super grateful for you guys. <laughs> I'm screaming, Chris. Hating, hating ass. Hating. It's the, <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> when Thanksgiving be having people in the choco. Speaking of chokeholds, speaking of chokeholds, guys, transition for the win. There is, you know, it's so crazy because last week we were talking about Draymond Green and him talking junk to Anthony Edwards. So this week, y'all, we still talking about Draymond Green. And the Timberwolves, but only this time we're talking about him, him and a Rudy Gobert. Jesus. I okay, so for for anybody who's been living under a rock for the last week and has no idea what's been happening, um, it was the second game of a back to back. Draymond Green, he got ejected like <laughs> less than a hundred seconds into the basketball game. The score was still practically like zero zero. Um mm. For his part in an altercation with Clay Thompson and Jada McDaniels. Okay, now Clay, him and him, McDaniels, Gobert, they were all fined $25,000. But Draymond got suspended for five games because he decided to put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. So basically, this whole thing started because Clay and McDaniels, they were going back and forth. Low key, Clay was grabbing his jersey. Jaden was like, I don't like that. Yeah, it was really like Clay really was in the wrong, to be honest. But Jaden held his own. He started tugging back. They get into a scuffle. Rudy Gobert comes out of nowhere, grabs Clay. 
Draymond being the enforcer teammate that he is, came to Thompson's aid, put Gobert in the sleeper hole, and here we are. But to be honest, y'all, my biggest issue isn't even Draymond. My biggest issue is the lack of accountability for Rudy Gobert. What made Draymond go there in the first place? See, this is the stuff that I'll be talking about. People always want to talk about the reaction, but they never want to discuss what made me react like that in the first place. What made me get disrespectful in the first place? And it was absolutely Rudy Gobert. Like, I get that the chokehold was a bit (laughs) excessive because it wasn't like... The thing was, it wasn't like he just did it and like just let it go. Like he did it and then drug Rudy for like a good 15 feet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where it got a little out of hell. Like you ain't have to drag Rudy across the court in a chokehold. Like that could get dangerous. That could get deadly. Like that's where you went too far. But the initial, I'm coming to Clay's aid, like that's how I want my teammate to respond in that same scenario. This is the same Draymond Green who punched the hell out of Jordan Poole in a practice. I need you to keep that same energy. If you if you're beating up the home team, I need you to keep that same energy with right. folks on the opposite right. on the opposite side. So I wasn't necessarily mad at that, but it was in the post-game presser, y'all, where Rudy Gobert was like oh, this is clown behavior. And that's where I was like, okay, no, we're not going to do that because you're the same person who was out here touching on the microphones that shut down the NBA in 2020, making a joke of COVID. So we really not about to talk about clown behavior, Rudy, because right. you probably- Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. A clown with no clown though, right? I'm just saying that like- you ain't the person to be leading that conversation about clown behavior, Rudy, because you got a history of doing some clown shit yourself. So that's that's where my issue comes from. I know Draymond got a five-game suspension because he's Draymond. He's got the history. He's got all of that. But, Chris, when you heard about this, like, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction is, Draymond, you wildin'. Draymond's been trying to... <laughs> Draymond has been waiting for this moment because clearly he has no respect for Rudy Gobert. He's been waiting to get him in a chokehold or do something to him. And he saw him put his arm around Clay, and I was like, all right, this is my chance. And boom, he seized on that motherfucker like no other. All right, seized on that shit. And then he's, he, I think he wanted to pass out. I Like, honestly, that's how I felt. Now, I disagree, though, because Rudy Gobert, he did punch his teammate last year, I think it was, you know, during the playoffs. Uh, but Rudy Gobert is not an instigator. He's not somebody who's an aggressor. So I feel like he was trying to, you know, break up McDaniels and Thompson. And how you get fined twenty five thousand for being put in a chokehold? That's what that's what <laughs> got me lost. You you getting fined twenty five grand, and you're the one who got your ass put in a chokehold on national TV. Chokehold first. No 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 no. Chokehold first. No. Draymond came over. No, no, he was not. Tarika, stop it. Tarika, stop it. He put his arm around. He played and rewatched that clip at least ten times. My man Clay was like these up under Rudy Gobert. I don't care what your intentions was. What Draymond saw was you got my teammate underneath your arms, and I'm about to come and check that shit. And I even at him. It was like for half a second. Right. It was like I, I just second too long. 
Rudy didn't have like you see how Draymond had. Right. I don't think Rudy had that. Like you could see Draymond whole bicep coming out. I'm like, yo, can you let him go? Can somebody get him? <laughs> like what? That was dangerous. Clay was not like about to die. Like everybody was concerned for Rudy's life. Like Rudy was getting lighted yeah. for a second. Clay literally was being pulled away from the altercation he started. And now Rudy is getting fined for trying to break up something that Clay started. No, I, I think I'm with Chris on this one. Like what, Dre? Come what on, man. Doing? Like he could, no. you talk about protecting a teammate, I'm all for it. He could have shoved, you know, Rudy Gobert. He could have done anything else. He could have punched him. Right, he could have punched him. Now he may- <laughs> That's not a better that's not a, that's not a proper alternative. What what? Yes it is. Yes it is. Yes it is. You know that why? He would have slowed it down. Instead of it putting slowed somebody it down. in a headlock, right. he literally drug him from the free throw line to the baseline, back to the free throw line, back to the baseline. From punches too. People lose consciousness. They lose they get concussed. That's not a proper the proper alternative would have been for all of them to just chill, separate oh. and chill. However, if I'm going to be a goon, go 100% then. Like, if I'm a goon, I'm, I'm a go there, go there. I, I think y'all are being way too soft. I cannot believe this. Like, for Draymond? It's Draymond. That's like, why you would be surprised, you guys. excessive. Very excessive. I don't really, I'm not really ever against Draymond's antics. But, like... This one, I was like, okay, Draymond, like, you really pushing it. Like, you, like, this is a lot now. Before, honestly, the punch, I was like, Jordan probably says something crazy. This time, we had too much proof. You know, we, we was watching the game together. We were like, oh, man, how's he going to get out of this one? Like, you had no right to put him in the chokehold for that long. <laughs> and they lost. Okay, see, now, we, now we're on the same page for that long. Like, initial, I'm about to hem you up. I have no issue with that. I do agree, though, that like once you start dragging my man across the floor, like that's you're doing a you're doing a bit too much. Like you went too far. But the initial hem you up, yeah, like you you deserve that. You was gonna get all of that. You was nah, gonna get all of that. Okay, all right, all right. We gonna agree to disagree on oh, that one. <laughs> uh, but but we, I think the other aspect about this, which is really fascinating, is how. Um, this is going to, or it already has affected the team. Mm. The Warriors, they beat the Rockets, you know, Monday night, Steph Curry went off, Klay Thompson looked a lot better with his shot, but they're 10th in the West right now. They're 10th now. And before they beat the Rockets, they lost six straight. So he's throwing himself out of games. And we know how important he is to this team as an emotional leader, but also as a defensive specialist and somebody who has a really high IQ. And we're not sure, you know, how much longer uh, Clay is going to be able to play or get back to his, you know, regular rate that we're so used to seeing before the ACL and the Achilles. So my thing is you're doing a disservice to the team now because remember last year they had issues and that was stemming from Jordan Poole and Draymond this year. You got to miss five games. Steph Curry's been out some time. And again, some of these other players are not uh, finding their groove right away. So at what point does Draymond be like, or the coaching staff say, Draymond, I know this is who you are, but you're really hampering us. You're putting us 
in a disadvantaged position, and you you gotta you gotta pull back a little bit. I think that's fair to say. No, Didi. I do. I do. I have like two sides of this. Like I agree that Draymond's like presence is definitely felt when he's not there. He's a huge defensive anchor, um, ball movement. He keeps the ball moving all the time. So I, I agree with that. Thank I you. just think that him missing is not the only reason that they're losing though. Like I feel like it's been way bigger than just Draymond not being there. And now it's just being magnified. Like, like you said, Clay has not been the same Clay for quite some time now. When is the front office going to go and get, you know, younger players, get some fresh feet out there. Like it's, it's now time. Like father time calls on everybody and not everybody comes back from injury like that. So I think if anything, this should have opened the mind of the front office and the coaching staff. Like I understand Draymond. We understand Draymond as a head case. Like who's to say he come back after five games and don't put somebody else in a headlock. So it's like, it's time to start doing, being proactive instead of reactive. I'm over it now. I'm over the excuses. I'm over clay saying he's going to come back. He's going to figure it out. I'm over Draymond. He's going to turn a new leap and find God. No, like, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> like we need to figure it out. It needs to be something else, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm on that same train. And honestly, I think this is less about, and this isn't me being biased to Draymond, like in all seriousness, it's really not <laughs> about Draymond at all. Like it's really about Clay. Um, uh-huh. He, what, he's averaging 13.8 points a game, shooting 40% from the field. Like he's not playing well. And it feels like it's not just, oh, I'm in a slump. Like it's feeling like he's mentally not there. Now I know like coming back off injuries, there are, obviously some mental hurdles that you have to get over, right? I don't know what that looks like because that looks different for everyone, what it is that you have to overcome mm-hmm. mentally in order to get back on the court. But it just doesn't feel like he's there. And I think at this point that it is worth the conversation of whether or not you want to trade Clay. You're in the last, he's in the last year of his contract, right? right? So it, it really is certainly a conversation that needs to be had. But I don't think that the this team, this team has proven that they know how to win without one of their stars. They've uh-huh. done it before. So not having Draymond there, yes, in this particular season, given the way that the West is stacked, we've talked about the West being stacked before, given the way that, you know, they've made some offseason moves. You see they shipped Jordan Poole to Washington, and that ain't working out neither. With all of that being said, I think the issue in Golden State is much larger than Draymond Green. No, it's, it's definitely much larger than Draymond Green. I think it just is heightened because of the issues and the the weaknesses that, you know, Clay is showing. Sometimes Steph is not on, you know, Andrew Wiggins, right? The addition of Chris Paul and how he shot horribly, right, uh, as a three-point shooter when it comes to um, how he comes off different pick and rolls or spot up as opposed to just catch and shoot, right? He's much more prolific at that rate. So it's like, for me, you're... You're just being you're just adding on to all the other issues that this team has. And people can say, oh, well, they'll figure it out, you know, because they're the Warriors and they, you know, won all these championships. But we said that last year. Yeah. What what happened? What happened against the Lakers? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, go ahead. I don't know. I could. I I can't agree more. I'm over Clay. <laughs> I know that right now, like you said, this is last year, and it's literally you can see he's playing like I'm trying to get this con- contract extension instead of playing like Golden State ball. And it's that like that right now is the problem that Golden State can't fathom. Like they can't accept that Clay is not Clay, which is okay. I completely understand that. 
Because, like, at the end of the day, that's a great, that's Clay Thompson. We've seen what he's capable of. We've seen that, what he can do. It's just now I think it's time to turn a new leaf with that and maybe even Draymond at one point or at least get somebody reliable like the Andrew Wiggins that came in, in and out for him. I feel like they, they're they missing all the pieces that they use. They had a really good build of a team where they had, like, backups for everybody. They're missing all that this year, you know? Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Well, guys, you know what? Draymond ain't the only person. That's sitting out games right now. Yeah, breaking. That's missing some games. Yeah. What are you talking about? Who missing some games? What are you talking about? I don't know if y'all have been following, but you know, switching gears a bit to same sport, different league. Um, McCall Angel Reese been missing some games too. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. poor, poor chat. Say it again. Poor baby. Uh, She's been missing some games. So following what I think most of us could say a very underwhelming first week um, of of basketball, um, especially last week against Kent State, Asia Reese, she was benched in the second half of that game. And she ain't been back on the court since. There has been so much drama around LSU ever since then. Like, I feel like I am on social media watching an episode of All My Children. <laughs> that show has been <laughs> out of syndication for like 10 years at this point, okay? Because between parents bickering on social media, right. the fallout between Joyce Edwards choosing South Carolina and the release of her offer, then the on-the-court stuff with LSU, all of that is enough for you to really get your coffee and tune in 
But then when you add um, the headlines and the speculation around why Angel Reese is benched, I think that just kind of adds fuel to an already burning fire. Um, it, it, It feels like, so let me go back a second because when Kim Mulkey was first asked about why mm-hmm. Angel wasn't playing. She said it was a coach's decision. Later on, she went on to say, hey, she's a part of this team. We hope to have her back really soon. Um, second time, she was asked this question days later. She's like, oh, um, I think you guys think that you're entitled to an answer, but I'm not going to talk about it. I already said that. So she's just pretty much avoiding the media questions around Angel, why Angel isn't playing. And honestly, I don't think that that is what's helping in the way that she thinks it is. Cause she followed up with saying, it's my job to protect my players. It was a quote, I'm going to protect my players, but I can't understand in this moment, how that's protecting Angel because Angel is now, being spun a narrative about between her grades, between our personal endorsements with NIL, between her off-season endeavors, all of these things are now being placed on Angel as if this is part of the reason that she's not playing. When that could or could not be true, we don't know. And in terms of port reporters being entitled, no, it's called reporters doing a job. The job is to report on the team, to know what the team is doing and share that. And part of that means you answering questions. So it's not about being entitled, simply about doing my job, which is what um, this particular reporter was trying to do before Kim started going off on this I'm sick, but I refuse to get a COVID test. Ma'am, I'm sick of count. Dee get your girl, man. What is going okay. on with your girl? Okay. I just want to start out by saying <laughs> Kim thrives in the villain role. Okay? Like, this is what she likes. She she enjoys this. Like, we've seen multiple times she's been on this side of media. It doesn't bother. I've been in the locker room. I've seen it all and i'm just like oh, right. she's like diddy i don't care about them i'll let them think how i how they want to think that's how she says it and i'm like all right girl but like i couldn't agree more with the fact that there's no way okay so kim is really good about trying to protect her players keeping locker room business locker room business but i don't think she's understanding that this is a different era like this is a social media driven area your girl is one of the most famous ba- college basketball players ever. Like, this isn't protecting her by any means. Like, this is actually, like, really defacing her brand at this point. Like, the things that I see on Twitter when I open Twitter is like, oh, my gosh. Like, Kim has got to say something. Like, they're running with this. Like, running with the headlines of what it could possibly be or making stories and articles. She has a million, one point some million followers on Instagram. Like, Kim has right. to say something. This is her brand at this point. So that's where I am in disagreement, in disagreement to Kim. But, like, I was suspended from for, for a game or two. And Kim never told anybody. People still don't know why I was suspended for that game. Like, I know that. I knew that she was never going to say anything and she probably will never say anything. Like it's going to take probably Angel coming back and playing for Angel to speak up for herself. But I don't know. And like, I don't even know what this can be, but I want it like Angel bless her heart. Like it's, that is so much pressure. That is so much like, it's just so much going on like this. The kids these days have so much more to carry on their shoulders than we ever did. Like that is the whole world 
either against you or for you. And you just got to ride the wave with it type. Like you got to be such a different type of mental animal to kind of take in whatever the world is putting out. And Angel, for her to be so calm and to tweet something like, don't believe everything you read. It's like, that's so, that's growth for her. And I want to give her her flowers on that because we've seen Angel talk herself into a hole. And she yeah. is just sitting there closing her mouth, taking it on the chin. And I'm really happy for her. Like she has grown whatever coaching she has gotten. I'm a, I'm obsessed with it. And I want to, I want to talk to the person because I love it. Chris, no, I love it too. I was going to say, I got a question for you, Chris, but go ahead. All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, like we, well, because Didi brought up a good point and it was something that I was thinking of while she was talking is because I know you and I have even on social media talked about PR relations between players and just in general, like we're getting players in IL money, we're putting them in front of the press all the time. Like yeah. there comes a time where at some point you do need some type of PR training. And I don't know that schools are offering that. Um, and I've recently said, I think that coaches need PR training too, to be honest, yeah. because the stuff that they say at the podium is crazy. Uh, but with that being said, Chris, I was just wondering your opinion on would this scenario still be happening if there was like if players were allowed to have like a PR firm or a PR rep other than the school's SID or other than what the school is able to provide? Like, could you see the same scenario happening? Because Denny's right. It is her brand that is on the line like at this moment. Yeah, I do think that's a really good question. And we wouldn't be seeing this because Angel would feel more empowered to speak up about what the issue is. However, there's still a power imbalance where Kim Mulkey is the head coach, right? She is the face of that program with all the money she makes, national titles. Angel Reese is a big part of that. And she has made Kim very rich, you know, and successful. But still, it's like, oh, do I do this? Because if you decide to speak out, Right. And say what the reason is that might come to hurt you. That might come back to hurt you because Kimoki is going to say, well, why are you why are you sharing our business? That's not how we roll. And then she could get even in more trouble. So I do think it went when Didi brought up the point about how Angel tweeted out, don't believe everything you hear. To me, yes, that was calm and measured. But it also told me that she hates the narratives that are being put out there about her. You Man. have so many people who are clowning her about her grades, saying that, yeah, when she needs to put her name down on a test, she's struggling. There are all these memes and jokes about, oh, she wasn't, you know, working hard during the summer. Yeah. She literally played on Team USA in the summer. Right. And then the, the fame's going to her head. So. That's what really bothers me is she felt compelled. She felt she had to say something to make sure that the narrative was a little bit different. And then for, for Kim, you know, to say to the reporter, hey, it's like a family. You know, if you discipline your child, uh, do you think we're entitled to know? Well, that's a that's a false equivalency, right? A false equivalence. The reporter family is not on public display. They're not a <laughs> national powerhouse. Kim Mulkey, Angel Reese and that squad, they are. Yep. So I didn't like that. But, Didi, I want to know, though, from your experience of being coached by Kim Mulkey, how does something like this perhaps affect the locker room, if at all? Because, as you said, 
She don't care what the media says or how they uh, look at her. She's going to do what she's going to do. I think this is what I think that this leads to that question as well. I feel like the gag is Angel and Kim are on the same page because Kim is real like she's real communicative. Like she's going to talk to you through everything, like whatever's going on. She's going to come to the locker room. It's going to be a team meeting about it. It's going to be a single meeting, but especially if you're her leader, you got to think about that's her leader. That's the person that she's relied on. They probably in cahoots the whole time. Like there's times where I, people have been like, Diddy, what's going on with your coach? And I knew exactly what she was thinking, exactly how she was feeling. Like she just is a walking controversy. Like <laughs> she just picks, she doesn't know what to say, how to say it, but it's how she feels. And, that's unapologetically her. And essentially that's Angel, unapologetically her. So I feel like it doesn't do anything as of what's going on on social media in the locker room. I feel like what's going on in the locker room has everything to do with whatever is going on in the locker room. Like, I don't think it has anything to do with this situation or whatever we're reading about. I feel like it. if there's something going on in the locker room, that is something that's going on in the locker room. I don't feel like it's connected at all. You know, I feel like Kim does a really good job at separating media in locker room. She's always done that. So I don't really, I don't believe that the media is even crawling into the locker room, making it uncomfortable. Now, could the NIL, NIL deals, could brands, could all that be a problem? I don't put that past any team. Like this is a different era. Like I have no idea what's going on in these locker rooms and how these people are getting these deals and how players are feeling jealousy or undermining about certain deals. Like it's so much that can go on right now that we have no idea. So like, I just feel like what, when she says they feel like they're entitled, the I completely agree with GT that that is their job. So it's like whenever she starts to figure that out and this this new realm of NIL and journalists, like you have the most famous, I don't know how many times I can say this, you have the yeah. most famous college player in the world. If you are being, if your feathers literally are being ruffled by a <laughs> freaking reporter, you're going to be... You're st- I'm shocked that they're not waiting outside of their practice gym or following her. Like, this is a famous person. At the- She's a celebrity. Like, what are you expecting yeah. people to do? They're trying to figure out why this bill isn't playing. What's going on with the LSU team? So, hey, LSU, I y'all are in my prayers for sure. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that if Didi thought that we was just going to let this slide that I'm about to re-bring back up, she was totally wrong because I totally covered DD in college. Why was you suspending, girl? I- Oh, hey, hey, yo, I was, hey, hey, yo, hey, yo, I was, hey, I was, I was gonna ask her like, because I didn't remember this game, and we was all meet girl, we was all like, oh no, Didi, Didi, stop oh playing, my god. oh yo, my god, what is happening? Is so what I tell you, I was at that 2019 Final Four in Tampa, okay, I was there, <laughs> and I was like, listen, this is this is great, this is amazing, congratulations, Kim, congratulations, why <laughs> Didi at the puffs going on? It was yeah, I love the puffs. Yeah, now the puffs was the puffs. They was yeah. puffs was puffing. Okay, yeah. hey, I'm saying we in hindsight is 2020. It's old now. You can't get in trouble for it. She gonna sip her water, see? right? <laughs> Over here, she got to spit yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't getting away with that. Is that what you did? You was outdoors. Stop. You ain't had no business doing. You ain't make curfew. That's the that's narrative. Of this they need to that not be curfew. That's nothing to do with who I am now. <laughs> I don't even know who that was back in the day. I don't I'm even sorry know. sorry to this woman. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I wouldn't know a thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have no idea what happened. Hey, Kim, go keep it under the rug for me. <laughs> 
I'm a, <laughs> let me go and find some old Baylor folks and be like, hey, at least you try. Hey, what happened? <laughs> well, you know what? We we'll be back. Yeah. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. I feel like we're getting a case of deja vu from the Phoenix Suns, particularly surrounding Kevin Durant, because he's been tearing up the league so far. However, his boys, I'm talking about Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal have not been able to stay on the floor together. We have not right. seen this big three play together all year. Durant has played 13 games, Booker five, and Beal three. And Beal is going to be out for a few weeks with a disc issue, right? So there's some nerve damage. That sounds extremely serious. Yeah. Um, and I say deja vu because this is – a man in Kevin Durant who had the same issues with Kyrie Irving and James Harden when they were in Brooklyn, whether it was Kyrie was out because of the COVID mandate or injuries going, you know, birthday parties or James <laughs> Harden getting injured, KD getting injured. So it seems to me, this is really a case of bad luck for Kevin Durant. And at his age at 35, I'm not sure how much of a load he's going to be able to carry mm. if he has to keep this up where his teammates are not reliable. And even with him, he may, he may get injured at some point. Of course, we hope that doesn't happen, but that is the nature of the game. And mm. at this current time right now, right, the Suns are in seventh place. They're seven and six. You know, they have looked good at times, even though sometimes they blew, you know, late lead to the Spurs when Wimby that first game. But, I don't know how to feel about it because 
or I do know how to feel about it. We are getting the appetizer, and then when the time when it's time for the entree, the <laughs> chef is nowhere to be found. Right? Because we're getting Katie and Booker, Katie and Bill. Right. But when it's time for Katie, Bill and Booker, nothing. Hmm. Um, so I just wonder if they're gonna run into the same situation um that the Nets ran into, you know, a few years ago where they have this great cast, but the main guys are not able to stay healthy. So, Tarika, where do you stand on this matter? Because, of course, this is going to drag out probably the entire season, especially given the injury that Bradley Beal has. Yeah, but you know what? I I agree with you that this is definitely looking like Brooklyn Park, too, like for sure. Um, Because, as you mentioned, you're once again in a situation with, two other guys who you came or who you expect to help you carry the load. And those guys haven't been able to play their part. Now, I think the difference is between what happened in Brooklyn and what is possibly going to happen in Phoenix is that you got two people who want to play. You got two people who want to actually be in the lineup. Bradley Beal isn't, you know, trying to prove some point or anything. He's literally injured to where he can't play. But I am of the belief that if he was not injured, he would actually want to be out there on the court. Same with Devin Booker. And you're even starting to see the difference. He's been, you know, reinserted into this lineup and it's really been a game changer. As a matter of fact, they're on a three game win streak right now. And part of that is because Booker's back, he's averaging 9.3 assists per game. So you can see them starting to spread the ball more. They're shooting as a team 53% from the field now that he's back. And you've got Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen who have really stepped up heavily for this team. So I think that there is light at the end of the tunnel when Bradley Beal returns. Um, and it really can put them in a promising place. But there are other issues that Phoenix need to figure out. Number one, why y'all don't play no defense? Hello? I mean, hello, you still letting teams put up 120 points on you. Figure that out, Phoenix. Figure that out. (laughs) But all in all, I would say that I think think Durant is in a better place than he was when he Mm. was going through this similar situation in Brooklyn. It won't last as long. And he definitely has people who want to play. Whereas you don't know what was going on with James Harden. You don't know what was going on with... Um, Kyrie Irving, he was too busy trying to prove a point, sitting out mental health days, all this other stuff. I mean, listen, I, I ain't hating on mental health, but you had a lot of days that you needed to take a break. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's the difference. The, the teammates who he's going through this with provide a different outlook on basketball and their place in it than the teammates that he had to go through this with in Brooklyn. That's such a great point. That's such a great point. I literally was thinking that I don't know if I agree if this is the same or if this isn't like comparing the two, but I feel like, yes, I feel like that's why I feel like it's not the same is because he has a core group that really genuinely is not really trying to go out of their way to do something like they're not. This is not underlying a bigger picture or anything. It's genuinely injuries. My only problem as to why I feel like it also is not the same is because I feel like at the end of the day, Kevin Durant knew what he was getting into by choosing to go to Phoenix. And I say that because 
the book deals with soft tissue injuries all the time. Like it's unfortunate, but it's like, I've right. done that as well. I've been dealing with my hamstrings forever. You can't control the healing and the time frame of a soft tissue injury. So the mm-hmm. book and his ability to be in and out of a lineup has been something that we've all seen. We've seen it since his whole career. And then on yeah. top of that, Bradley Bill, what the past four years has played the total. I mean, at most 60 games, like three years ago, and there's 82 games in a season. So like, I'm not shocked that, I'm sorry, but Bradley Bill is hurt. Like, that's not shocking to me. It wasn't shocking to me that D-Book was hurt. So I feel like this is now more so self-inflicted on Kevin Durant, whereas with the Brooklyn Nets, it was, you didn't expect Kyrie Irving to go out of his way to try to prove a point. You got to support him because he's definitely somebody that's going to speak his mind. You know that about Kyrie Irving, but you didn't think that he was going to do all that for when the COVID thing happened, you know? So, and James Harden, I still don't understand that trade to get rid of all the young players that you get rid of for James Harden. I don't understand that um, infatuation with the big three whenever you can have a big two and a great supporting cast. That's just me, and that's just my opinion. But they did get rid of all the players. don't know what James Harden doing, girl. We ain't even finna go here. <laughs> girl, like, I don't know what they was thinking doing that, but that has nothing to do with me. And then on top of that, Phoenix I feel like Brooklyn, it's they didn't like the front office. The front office was a huge yeah. problem in Brooklyn. Out here in Phoenix, that's why I feel like Kevin Durant's in a better place as well, is that your front office is doing doing whatever they can for you. They're figuring it out, and they're all on the same page. They're all on one accord. Whereas I feel like the people on the court and the people in the front office was going against each other in Brooklyn. And I was in that exact same building. I feel like it was just tension when I would walk into practice and see them practicing. Like, it didn't even feel like a home there. So I don't think the same thing is going on in Phoenix. And that's why I feel like this will be a little different. And there is light at the end of the tunnel with Phoenix and Kevin Durant. So I don't really want to say it's bad luck more so as I want to say that is he knew what he was getting himself into. You want to go with Devin Booker and then later go ask for Bradley Bill. Come on. You wanted to play by yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for real. And and was and, and, and to that point, it's like we've been saying it all show. We've said it in previous shows. The West is stacked. Like mm. there is no room for mediocrity in the West. So you got to bring your A game. And I think just, just even having Devin Booker back in the Phoenix lineup just does so much for this mm-hmm. Phoenix team. Like they were, I want to say seventh or eighth in turnovers. Now that you got D book back, you got like a real point guard, someone who knows how to control right. the ball. And they, the, the turnovers you've seen over these last couple of games have started to decrease. So I think Kevin Durant is in a better situation, but you're right, Didi. Like you knew what you was doing when you came here. I actually felt that way about KD for the last couple of, of places that he's relocated to. You knew that you what you were doing when you got there. You knew what was at stake. You knew who you were playing with. It certainly right. wasn't your first time playing with James Harden. You knew what that train was. Oh, hold up, hold up, though, no, hold up. He played with James Harden when they were babies in the NBA. What that means, your character traits, some, sometimes character traits don't change. And the problem with that is James Harden thinks that he's still that same James Harden from Oklahoma City, and he's not. So there's, so that's neither here nor there. But it's true. So that's neither here nor there. But listen, you have got to essentially put yourself in a position to where you don't. I feel like as you get older as a player, you want to put yourself in a position to where you don't always have to be the guy. And Kevin Durant continually puts himself in a position where regardless of who he's playing with, he has to be the guy. Even Mm -hmm. in Golden State, that second championship, that was KD, bro. Like it, it, like it's what it is. So you're thirty six years. I mean, you're you're mid thirties. 
You now you balling. Don't get me wrong. You in the MVP combo. You balling. Yeah, but at some point, like you want to be able to put yourself in a position to literally co-play with folks and not always feel like you have to be the guy. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Kevin Durant puts himself in these positions. So you know what you was doing when you got here. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, but you know, oh Lord, Chris. Chris trying to find a way to stop capping for these men, Chris. And he has what it is. It's not capping. What I'm going to say is I find it hella ironic that ever since he left Golden State, he's run into these issues where when he went to the Warriors, yes, he was the best player. The most valuable player was probably Steph Curry because of all the attention that they gave him in the playoffs. Um, And then you have to look at the injury situation with the Warriors um, or with the teams that they, they went up against. They were benefactors of a lot of teams getting injured, whether it was K-Love, you know, Kyrie Irving, or whether right. it was a Kawhi Leonard injury. Okay. They have been on the right side of history in their run to becoming a dynasty. The year they beat the Celtics, you know, that was that was special. That they just they were flat out the better team. But my point is I know. KD run, leaving the Warriors has kind of put him on this path where to your point, we get. Yeah, he's chosen to be the guy when he could have stayed in Golden State and they probably win a couple more titles. But that whole Draymond Green situation on the bench, like, you a bitch, we don't need you. We won't. That kind of escalated. Was he wrong? Was he wrong? I mean, no, KD. Hold up, man. Hold up. KD ain't no bitch. I ain't saying that. Like, no. But I'm saying, like, they did win titles without him. Like, was he wrong? No, 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 don't no. talk about a Draymond in front of Tito. She gonna go <laughs> off about Draymond. Let's not. Draymond is from Michigan. He is a Michigan State Spartan. That's two of two. I don't even need a three. We're not doing. <laughs> We're not doing. I feel. I feel. Whenever Tarika hears somebody talking about Draymond, like her ears perk up. What <laughs> What you say? What you, you say about Saginaw? Huh? Don't do that. What? Don't do that. <laughs> I can understand it though. I literally see so many people that love Draymond. They're like, I'm so used to this. Why do people love this man like this? But I don't even want to get into no Draymond talk no more. <laughs> yeah, we 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 done enough Draymond talk on this show or on this episode. Like, yo, my mess is about to be crazy. I'm playing y'all before y'all come at me on Twitter. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll get over it. They'll get over it. Um, but we about to uh we about to head to break. Um, on the other side, we got a nice uh, little game for y'all. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, baby. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. We got greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. You name We got greens, Ooh. beans, potatoes, tomatoes. You name it, baby. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Y'all know what time it is. It is the Thanksgiving edition of Start, Bench, and Cut. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to give different categories where we're going to start bench and cut. So we got meats, veggies, the carbs, desserts, and the desserts number two. We're starting off with the meats portion. Mm-hmm. This ain't Arby's, by the way, okay? Um, turkey, ham, and fried chicken. I'm just saying, we have the meat. Uh, <laughs> for me, I'm starting honey-baked ham. I'm benching turkey <laughs> and then cutting fried chicken. Whoa. Wrong answer. Whoa, whoa, wait. Hold up, hold up. Oh, hold up. No, no, no. Let me, run, let me run that back. Let me run it back. I'm starting ham because I love some honey baked ham. <laughs> I'm benching fried chicken. Then we're going to cut turkey because sometimes the turkey, be dry, the turkey be dry as hell. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Go ahead. That's what I'm going with. What you doing, Didi? Okay, so I sh- the correct answer should go second. I agree. So what I'm going to start is fried chicken because okay. who's not starting fried chicken? And then I'm going to bench. Hell, they're both really, if I could cut both, I, could, I would cut both. I'm not eating the ham or the turkey. What? So like, I'm going to say, turkey? I'm going to say bench the ham, cut the turkey, period. I'm starting my answer, cutting Dini's answer, and Benji's <laughs> answer. No, <laughs> so I'm starting turkey. But it, here's the thing: turkey doesn't necessarily mean like the actual bird, because we eat turkey wings, turkey wings, turkey drums with the gravy on it. Okay. So I just saw that on TikTok. I said I yeah. could probably get into that. Yes, we don't necessarily have like turkey, turkey. So I'm starting <laughs> turkey. I'm I'm benching the ham. I love honey baked ham. We gon' we might bring yeah. it in later. Yeah. I'm definitely cutting fried chicken on Thanksgiving. I mean right. we eat fried chicken every other day of the week. So on Thanksgiving, you're not the star today. Right. So that's that's me. 
Okay. I just really don't like turkey nor ham. So it's, I'm always the girl that has no meat on her plate during Thanksgiving. It's a whole bunch of sides and bread. I'm not hey, girl. Sometimes that be, that's all you need. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, Chris. All right. We got uh, veggies. So we got greens, green bean casserole, and broccoli. Now, <laughs> Tarika's face. He's so disgusting. <laughs> I'm starting greens for sure. Love me some collard greens if it's done That's right. That's what we agree on. Jeff's kiss. Okay, thank you, Didi. Yes. Uh, you better agree here, too. Uh, we cutting the hell out of green bean casserole. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time I for that. Right okay. Mm. And then we bench in broccoli. I love me some broccoli. So we good. We all in agreement there. All in agreement with the veggies. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted like broccoli and rice casserole instead of broccoli. I love me some broccoli and rice casserole, you all. Oh, okay. I hear the accent coming out. <laughs> I love me some right broccoli. That's that Texas right there. Yeah. Right My daddy. <laughs> you mixed it. This is my favorite part, y'all. This next category is my favorite. Oh, period. Carb side. This That's is what I'm everybody fit. came to see. Mm -hmm. This is the These are the these are the MVPs, right? These are the mac MVPs, y'all. Yes. Mac and cheese stuffing or dressing, however you want to call it. It is not Eat. the same. It is not whatever you want to call it. They are not the same. Stuffing is stuffing. It's just That's what our producer Yao said. So th this is our name. Okay. <laughs> this is not our <laughs> Or candy yams. <laughs> hey, man. He, he'll be all right. Y'all going to be all right. Or candy yams, right? So... For me, it's starting mac and cheese, and then we're going to bench candied yams. I love me some yams. Ooh, it's getting feisty. And cutting stuffing. I, I don't I don't miss stuffing whatsoever. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't hate this lineup, Chris, man. I don't hate the lineup. Okay. I think... I go back and forth between yams and mac, depending upon which auntie make the mac and cheese. You know what I mean? So, like, if my auntie Diaka make the mac and cheese, oh, mac Diaka. and cheese is first. Okay. First. Period. <laughs> I'm starting mac and cheese if auntie Diaka make it. If auntie Diaka don't make it, the candy yams is first because my nana makes it every time. And she going to put mm. her foot in there every time. So, I'm going to just say, because my nana ain't never fell off, Start candy yams, bench mac and cheese, and Ooh. cut the stuffing. Period. See, I want the same train that Didi on. Okay. You don't? I want the same train that Didi on, except if mm -hmm. this was dressing over <laughs> stuffing, we might have had a different outcome. Because, see, for those who don't know, right. stuffing is what you actually pull out of the turkey. So when oh. people put the turkey, the dressing in the turkey and you pull the then you pull the breaded stuff out, that's right. that's where the name comes from. Dressing is made in the oven. So you make that in the bowl, you mix all but your bread, your sage, oh. your salt, pepper, your onion, break up your your cornbread and all that. I didn't know that. Yeah, add your little gravy, little salt, okay. little, 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 little boil water, little chicken broth, all of that up in there. Because your girl can cook, okay? Add all that up in there. And you put that in the oven. And when you pull that out, and it's all nice and breaded in the in the little pan, and, the little, and it's all brown at the top, that's mm -hmm. dressing, baby. That right there is top tier. Is that so, the one you put cranberry sauce on? That is the one. Come on, right. Al. Cranberry, 
You put some cranberry sauce and some gravy on that thing. Let me tell you, I don't know if I could cut that. So I had to make sure we had to differentiate if this Bruh. was dressing or stuffing. But since it's stuffing, that's where y'all wanted to go. Then we cutting that thing. That's up out of there. I'm going to say mac and cheese is going to start for me. Although, depending on who makes the mac and cheese, some people mac and cheese ain't starting in nobody's lineup. So there is that. <laughs> So, I mean, I need to know who's making the mac and cheese. But I'm going to go on a limb and say we start the mac, bench the yams, cut the stuffing. Do, do you like your mac and cheese, like five cheese? I need all the cheeses. You know, all of it? Yeah. You like, you like it to be brown and crispy, I right? Like, it's got to be crisp. Like, the top could be crispy. Yeah, yes. Cheat when you cut into it. Yeah. Oh, you got to. My mouth is watering. and I'm I telling you, it. I want mac and cheese right now. Hey. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie if y'all cooking and y'all wanna ship some over to Sydney, Australia. I just sent my address. I got okay. you. Okay. Yeah. You. FedEx. And FedEx. And <laughs> tell, uh, you say your auntie, right? Bianca? Oh my gosh. Yeah, she just yeah. got married y'all on Sunday. Shout out. Oh, she got married. Bianca. Okay. Congratulations, Bianca. <laughs> and while you celebrating, could you bless us with some of that mac and cheese? Mac and cheese. <laughs> y'all. When Auntie Bianca make the mac and cheese, the whole family be running to the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I be going yes, to the kitchen. Yes, but she yes. know to put some for me on the side because I am the family's favorite. But no one wants to say that. So I can oh, believe that you would say that. <laughs> you would say that. Okay. Next up, we got breads, um, Hawaiian rolls. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm gonna do that again. <clears throat> All right, next up, we got the breads. Hawaiian rolls, biscuits, cornbread. Mm. Now, for me, mm. I love me some good-ass Hawaiian rolls. Mm. So I'm, a, I'm going to start that. And then cornbread, I'm going to bench. Yeah. Biscuits, they're going to have to get cut. I don't think about biscuits for Thanksgiving, Thanks. really. I, it's just not something that comes to mind. But give me some good cornbread and those Hawaiian rolls. I'll, I would eat those for breakfast for like a whole meal if I could. But I'm right. trying to watch my, you know, my weight and get my body right. So, you know, that's right. uh... <laughs> literally. I'm a bread girl, y'all. I'm I'm a bread gal, and I say it all the time. Like anything tortilla pita bread anything i'm gonna eat it so this is another one of my favorite sections of this part so mm -hmm. i'm taking it seriously but because we have hawaiian rolls year round and i eat those all the time i'm gonna bench them for now but i feel so disrespectful to the high and roll gods okay hawaiian roll i am sorry but i'm gonna have to start my meemaw cornbread Oh, y'all, I'm getting so excited about Thanksgiving, and I'm not even going to be there, but <laughs> I'm going to have to bench biscuits because that's not like a breakfast food to me. Like, I want to put some syrup on it. I don't know why. Butter and syrup. I don't want that for Thanksgiving. But mommy long cornbread, y'all. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about that. I can't believe y'all are doing this to me. I'm not even going to be there for Thanksgiving, and now I have to talk about the food that I want to start with. <laughs> This it's because insane. our producers are cruel. Our producers are cruel. Yes. They are cruel. Okay. 
Um, if it makes you feel any better, my husband's a chef. He has to work on Thanksgiving. So I will be spending Thanksgiving for 12 hours alone because I live in Connecticut and I ain't got no family here. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to eat though. Oh, I'm going to eat though. I'm going to just so jealous of you. I just got so jealous of you year round. You got a chef or a husband? Where you right. do that? He don't cook me shit because he <laughs> at work. So <laughs> we are eating Dash, boo. We are not eating anything up in here. This stove, is, this kitchen is clean. Do you hear me? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. In my mind, I saw that going differently. In your mind, you thought, no, that's how you get That's how he get you. He cook you the food when he gets you. And then once he got you and he got to work 12 hours a day, you're ordering DoorDash. So all y'all folks talking about Cheesecake Factory, well, we eating the shit out of some Cheesecake Factory. here, Okay? Because ain't nobody cooking. Um but to your back to the back to the bit start bench cut. We starting cornbread. We are benching um biscuits and I am cutting Hawaiian rolls. But it's to the point you made, Didi. I can get Hawaiian rolls anytime. Like, you know, but and it's gotta be homemade biscuits. Like it can't be like you know, Ooh. some random popped out of the thing biscuits. Like my mom, right. my mom makes like homemade yeast biscuits like a bomb. Okay, all right. That's so that's good. that's because I was thinking Pillsbury for show. Ooh, oh, Pillsbury. Oh, yeah. Yes, Pillsbury. Or oh, give me some Cheddar Bay biscuits, uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> right. Yeah, that. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part, Chris. <laughs> so you talking about desserts, people? Starting off with number one dessert. Pecan, apple, or sweet potato. So wow. for me, I love me some apple pie with some caramel sauce and the whipped cream. Oh my goodness, it's just so succulent, right? Ah. Mm. So we're gonna start that. Mm. Then love me some pecan. Mm. Gotta have the pecan. If it's done right, not too, it's not overly sweet, mm. but just enough. Mm. And then sweet, sweet potato is cool, but Again, I'm not, I'm not too excited about it. So that's going to be cut. So yeah, start uh, apple, bench pecan, sweet potato. See you later. I just now, do you agree my, with those, Didi? I just broke my heart. I can't lie. I literally am going to put pecan pie. I'm starting it. Because okay. my Nana, she puts her foot in that too. It's the candy answer, the pecan pie, Nana got. Have it. Pecan pie one. Second sweet potato pie because my Mima is going to do it. Okay? She's going to do some sweet potato pie. Everybody that comes you know, to the house be gonna... like, is Mima cooking? Is Mima making the sweet potato pie? Is Mima making the cornbread? They got that. They got that for them. But I'm going to have to cut apple pie. I ain't never been an apple pie fan unless it's the one from Popeye's or McDonald's in the little thing. What? Yeah. I know. What? I know no, you're, I know you, I know you're I know you. make that. Jesus. Hey, look, I, hey, look. For Lord. First to say, apple pie from McDonald's, I used to kill that. Amazing. Like, in high school. But right. compared to the homemade... What? I just don't think I've ever tried it either. If I'm being completely honest, I have never oh, just had that? a slice of apple pie and eaten a slice. I've always gotten it from McDonald's or Popeye's. I cannot believe I'm hearing this. This is, I don't this about is a revelation. Folks, we will have to get Dee Dee some real apple pie. Because this, this is... Is that what we're going to do? That's what we're going to do. We're going to get Dee Dee some real apple pie. Um, this is tough for me, guys. I love uh, 
desserts. Okay. Um, but there are two things that I noticed. I noticed one, I clearly am from Detroit because y'all say pecan, I say pecan. So very <laughs> I knew somebody was gonna say I knew it was somebody was gonna say the way I put out. That's pecan pie, folks. Okay. Pecan. So uh, so here's the thing. The thing for me is, and I'm gonna try to make this quick, okay. Apple pie is my third favorite dessert ever. So like in the hierarchy of desserts, it's key lime pie, cheesecake, apple pie. Like those are my top three ever, like ever. However, Thanksgiving is its own season. So there are certain things that I can allow Mm. Thanksgiving that I probably wouldn't any other time. Mm. Thanksgiving, I'm saying I would probably start sweet potato pie. I would probably bench pecan pie. And I would have to cut unwillingly apple pie only because it's Thanksgiving. Other than that, like, like this is the only season where I'm really going to eat sweet potato pie and pecan pie. Like any other season of the world, apple pie is third. Don't ask me. Don't, don't question. Like this is (laughs) apple pie with it. It's period. And, and it is what it is. But in this season, I'm starting sweet potato. I'm benching pecan and I'm cutting apple. Okay, I was about to ride you there and, and give you a lot of hell for that, but you you got you got what you needed to do because you said, <laughs> yeah. it's for Thanksgiving only. Thanksgiving only. Thanksgiving That's only. It. So That's you it. you good in my book now? That's it. All right, we got one more dessert category: carrot cake, pumpkin pie, banana pudding. And let me tell y'all, banana pudding. My sister in law makes some of the best banana pudding I've ever had. So that's number one. We start in that joint. I know that's carrot right. cake. I know a lot of people hate it and think it's disgusting. Mm. I'm one of those weirdos who enjoys it. Mm. So we're going to bench it. And then pumpkin pie, again, it doesn't move the needle for me. It does not move the needle for me. It doesn't matter who makes it. So pumpkin pie, you can get your ass out of there. Yeah. Honestly, I can keep this one short. I'm cutting all three, man. I don't want either one of them. I do not want neither one of them. Wow. And my nana apparently makes really good banana pudding, so I hear. But I'm allergic to bananas by choice. I forget to tell people that. I don't like bananas, so I'm you allergic. allergic by choice. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you, Chris. <laughs> and to clear the air about pumpkin pie, I actually don't think pumpkin pie is gross. I think pumpkin pie is okay. But mm-hmm. I'm not picking it first like all these other folks. Like They're like, oh, it's pumpkin pie. <laughs> like, no, nah, it's not. Like It's the bottom tier of pies. Like It's edible, sure. Yeah. There, sure. But like I ain't choosing pumpkin pie over mm-hmm. sweet potato pie, apple pie, pecan pie. Keep, like, no way. There's no way. Anyone's doing that is not truly a dessert tier. I don't know if that's a word, but I made it up. It's great. It sounds Just great. It should be added to the Urban Dictionary. It should be added. I am a dessert tier, and we are not eating pumpkin pie first. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you keep saying key lime pie, and I'm not here for it. Well, hold up now. <laughs> hold up now. Let's not disrespect key lime pie. Shall we do Key lime pie. See, that, that's how we know we need to end this episode, because you done lost your mind, Dee Dee Richards. Let's respect key lime pie. Key lime pie. Yes, key lime pie. And when I see it, it just gives mint chocolate chip. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. You see, know what? You know what? I was going to wish both of y'all a happy Thanksgiving, but now I'm only going to wish Tarika happy Thanksgiving. Wait, happy Thanksgiving, Dee Dee. Chris. Hey, this is what happened when Dee Dee don't get her nap. I don't get her nap. I need the happy Thanksgiving, please. I don't even celebrate it anymore. 
Okay, happy Thanksgiving, Dee. Thanks, there, guys. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to wish everybody out there who's listening or watching this episode happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're able to spend it with your loved ones and able to soak up those moments and not take them for granted. And make sure, y'all, to oh. follow the pod on Twitter at the 3 on 3 pod and then on Instagram, 3 on 3 pod. And also, just download this podcast wherever you get it. Subscribe, like, follow, tell us how great we are or if we suck what we need to work on. It don't matter. Mm. We take it all because we don't run from no smoke. And on that note, that is it for this episode of the 3 on 3 pod, baby. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro. The first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com.